very honored that our dear friend Moshe and his wife very kindly invited us to their home to have the opportunity to meet and speak the great Torah to this very special audience of many dear friends, some now involved in the big Simcha, Henry Ulfali. We were happy to be at his wedding, his children's wedding. So, of course it is an opportune moment to, to, to speak about this topic that Moshe suggested. It was not my suggestion. Emunah. First of all, I feel that Emunah goes together with Bittahon. Emunah means belief and Bittahon means trust. And they go together. We'll explain. So, um, emunah is something more intellectual. You know, we can say, I believe in God. Some people will be more deeply involved, like in, through philosophy or through the wisdom of Kabbalah, to come to understanding and a deeper emunah, belief in God. But even... The most simple Jews, at the time of the Inquisition, they, they were burnt at the stake because of their belief in God. They were women or simple people, not only rabbis and philosophers and the Kubalim gave their lives. Because the Imunah in the Jewish people is something in their genes, it's something part of them that we believe. But, that, 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 but as I said, emunah is more intellectual, it's in the mind. But bitahon is more in the heart. And that means to trust. It means many people will say verbally, I believe. I believe in God. But do you really trust in God? The proof of our emunah is in our trust. For example, say some people, let's say, if they are in... Uh, in, in retail. So they know the biggest business is on Shabbat. If they have trust in Hashem, they close the business and they know Hashem will give them other ways. They will not lose. They'll only make. But that's bitahon. Or for example, they say, they can say, some people may say, uh, look, I have to take care of my children's education. They have to go to college, university and and, and someone else would say, I trust in Hashem, I'll send him to Yeshiva. First let him be a Jew, let him learn Torah, and everything will follow. Just by the way, I have contact with many billionaires. Uh, they're all illiterate people. They write letters, every word is spelling mistake. No offense meant to anybody. And, uh, and, then, and those who work for them, as secretaries or management, they're all people with diplomas from the best universities, they are drawing a wage. But the billions are going to a person who is not always so brilliant. In other words, it's Birchat Hashem, Hita'ashir. The Brachat Hashem is what makes a person successful. So we have to trust in Hashem and do what's right. And if we trust in Hashem, He takes care of us. How much do we have to trust in Hashem? I often say, it's a bit of a joke, as much as we trust in the taxi service, 
If I know tomorrow, and it's true, tomorrow night I have to catch a plane, going home, is that a shame? So of course we have Michael taking care of us, he'll drive us to the airport. But if I didn't have Michael Cohen, so I would need the taxi service. I would today call the taxi and tell him, look, I'm leaving, I'm at this address, I have to be at the airport at this time, be sure to be downstairs at this time. And that's it, it's done. I trust in them. That means I'm not going to make a hundred calls tomorrow. Hey, you remember me? I told you I want the taxi here. I go down at the right time. I told him to come, say, nine o'clock in the evening. I take my suitcase and I go down and I know he's going to be there. We have to have trust in Hashem at least on this level. That if we really trust in Him, it's a hundred times, a thousand times better than a taxi service and more guaranteed. To trust in Hashem, He will deliver. He will deliver and take care of us. God made us into His chosen nation in, 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 in our slavery in Egypt and in our uh, redemption from Egypt. This is when we became a nation. When we came to Har Sinai, we became a Torah nation. We took the Torah to prepare us for our, for our ultimate purpose in the world, which is to keep the Torah. We, Hashem taught us, first and foremost, Imuna and Bittahon. So, the Rosh, one of the great Vishonim, writes in his book, uh, Okay. Chaim. Chaim. Okay. So he says that Emunah uh, doesn't only mean I believe God exists. I believe God created the world. That is a very low level of Emunah. This really, even the Goim believe. You know, I mean, some people want to kid themselves that the world came to be with a big bang. A big bang brings a big mess. It won't bring such a unbelievably organized world when everything is balanced exactly as it should be to exist. If we are a little bit closer to the sun, the whole world burns up. A bit further away, we all freeze to death. Everything in the whole universe, billions and billions of... Uh, galaxies and stars which no telescope can see the end of the universe so vast and the universe is like a speck of sand on the beach compared to the highest spiritual world the world of the angels the spiritual world above that where God reveals himself so we know that God created the world everyone agrees with that you know there's a story with the Rambam he was a great philosopher, a great doctor, a great scientist, and a, the greatest rabbi. So once some philosophers came to him, and they said, Rabbi, you know, we know you're a very great scientist, doctor, but how can you believe all these fairy tales in the religion? You know, uh, Adam and Eve, and this and that, six days of creation. How do you believe in such a thing? He said, you know what, let's have a more 
enjoyable evening. Now you want to get into these discussions. Thank you. Instead of that, I would like to show you something, a masterpiece. So he opened his drawer and he took out a map of the world. A map of the world, all painted, beautifully painted, intricate writing, every country, every river, every hill, every mountain, every town, every village. Unbelievable work of art. So they were all shocked. He says, what a beautiful, you know, what a beautiful masterpiece. Who is the artist? Who made this? He says, no, I'll be honest with you, no, I had the parchment on my table and some inks. The ink spilled and this is what happened. They say, ah, that's nonsense, you cannot have such a beautiful masterpiece with ink spilling. He said, oh, and you think the world came to be with a big bang? <coughs> you are the stupid people. Here you don't accept that this beautiful painting could have been done by spilling ink on parchment. Okay, I already said the bracha. So, more or less, everyone in the world believes that God created the world, if they're sensible. The Rosh says that our, the speciality in the Jewish religion is that we believe that Hashem runs the world. We believe in Hashgaha Pratit. It's not that Hashem created the world and then left it to be run by the forces of nature that he created. This is the emunah of the goyim. As the pasuk says, Ram al-kol goyim Hashem, ala shamayim kvodo. Hashem is above it all. His honor is to be disconnected from the world. He is, exists in the higher heavens. He doesn't involve himself with the world. And we say no. Mi Hashem edokenu, who can be like our God? On one hand, Hamagbihil Ashabe, his throne is in the higher heavens, but Hamashpili Lerod Bashamayim Ubaaritz, he is involved in running the world. He comes down, he sees everything, he runs everything, everything is Bahashgahaprati. Mekimi Meafardal Meashpot Yerim Evyon. We will uplift the poor people from the dust and from the garbage, he'll make them kings. The Navi says about the beliefs of the Goim, Azav Hashem In their opinion, Hashem created the world and then He left the world. So who runs the world? The forces of nature that He created, the sun, the moon, the stars, the zodiacs, Mazalot. That's why the Goim came to Abu Dazara. Because they say Hashem left the world. So who's in charge? The stars, the moon, the sun, the zodiac. So they worship these these are their gods. Obdekochavim umazalot. Maktuba. It says Obdekochavim umazalot. Or like in the Greeks, they believed in in all sorts of angelic forces. And this answers their question. If there's one God, how can this one God do good, bad, war, peace, <coughs> hatred, love? So they have a God for everything. They have some sort of an angel. They say, this is the angel of love. This is the angel of war. This is the angel of wealth. This is... They have... That's, you know, what it's about. 
So the Rosh says, our emunah is based on the belief that Hashem created the world, but He runs the world. So when Hashem first introduced Himself to us at Har Sinai, the first two commandments we heard from the mouth of God. All of us were there. As the Pasuk says, Et asher yeshno poimano hayom, et asher eneno poimano hayom. Those are with us and those who aren't with us. They're also with us. How can that be? Who is not with us? How can he be with us? So the Hachamim explained, those that were with us physically as well, and those who weren't with us physically, their nishamot, their souls came, so that every Jew would be present at Matan Torah and receive his portion in the Torah. How much Torah he must learn, how much Torah he must create with his own mind. Each one has his special portion. So the Rosh says, Hashem introduced himself to us. He said, Anuchi Hashem Elokecha, Asher Otsetiha Me'eres Mitzrayim. I am the Lord, your God, who took you out of Egypt. He didn't say, I am the God who created the heavens and the earth. No, that's obvious. I run the world. I took you out of Egypt. I involved myself in your, in your redemption. I, I brought ten plagues upon the Egyptians. And I destroyed them, and I chose you, and I took you out with miracles. The ten plagues were plagues for the miracles, uh, were plagues for the Egyptians, but they were miracles for the Jewish people. Because at one time, the plague was affecting them and not affecting the Jewish people. So in other words, Hashem introduces Himself as the God who runs the world. I took you out of Egypt. So these two big lessons, before Matan Torah, we had to learn. One is Emunah, to believe in God in His Hashgah Prati, that He rules the world, and He is he ruled all the forces. He controlled all the forces of nature. Although he fixed the routine of, of the moon and the sun and the stars and the zodiacs, and they function according to a certain pattern and rules, which the astrologers and the astronomers know. But whenever Hashem wants, He can change. He can change the rules. Like, Abraham Avinu, when Hashem told him, he's already old now, he was almost a hundred, his wife is in her nineties, Hashem told him, you're going to have, you're going to have a son, Yitzhak, and like Abraham was, Abraham was not fully convinced that it's possible. So Hashem told him, ah, what are you worried about, that you were born under this star, which means you can't have children? No problem. We take the star, we put it there. Now, it's okay, you can have children. In other words, Hashem, Mishaded Ma'arachot. He can change all the forces of nature and turn, turn, turn the whole world upside down as His will at any time. And this is what He did in Egypt to take us out with these ten miracles to show us just the opposite of what the Egyptians and all the nations then were believing. That the world is run by the forces of nature. 
And that's a fixed routine. A river will not become blood, and there will always be a balance between all sorts of animals and, and you know, and frogs and... Uh, uh, and Hashem turned everything around and showed them, I run the world. I'm in charge of nature. I created nature, but I rule over nature. This, by the way, is what we see in the conversation between Moshe and Paro. Moshe told Paro, Hashem shelachani elecha. Hashem yod kevavke, the name of God, sent me to you. Let my people go. Hashem runs the world. He wants to give us his Torah. Paro went crazy. Totally crazy. Mi Hashem asherishma bekolo lo yadati I don't know what you're talking about. There's nothing like this. Our teachers, our fathers never told us this concept of a God who's involved in the world. But when Yosef said to Paro, Ha'elokim ya'ane et shalom Paro, he said, Elokim, no problem. He didn't say, Mi Elokim, I don't believe. No. Why? Elokim is numerical value. In Hebrew we know the letters have a numerical value. Gimatria. <coughs> So, Elohim, its numerical value is Hatteva, nature. And really this name of God uh, represents the fact of the natural forces which Hashem created and ruled over them. But nature we believe in. So when they say to Paro Elohim, he doesn't say, I don't believe. Shem Havaya, which represents Hashgaha Prati, special, specific, personal involvement, no. We don't accept that. And that's why he went crazy when Moshe comes to him and says, Hashem shelahani elecha. Who is this God? Hashem, we never heard of it. You're inventing new concepts in divinity. We don't accept it. So we learned the lesson in Emunah, in God, the belief in God as the God who created the world and runs the world with personal involvement Relating to each and every single person in the world individually. Hashkahaprati for this one, for this one, for this one. Hashem relates to us each one individual. The Hachamim say, "En adam nokef etzba'o melimata em lo shigozrim alam melimala." You can't bang your little finger if it was not decreed. The Gemara says, "What is considered like isurim? Isurim is like suffering." If a person puts his hand in his pocket to take out uh, a dollar and he gets a quarter, this is Isurim. It's, it's, it's happening for a reason. Everything that happens in our lives happens for a reason. And that's Emunah, that Hashem runs the world. We have to always pay attention to this fact. We cannot take anything for granted. Rahamim say, Kola Sham or Hotav Ba'olamaze, Zokhev Roe Bishwatoshakodipoko. Anyone who assesses his ways and happenings in his life in this world will see the miracles. Meaning, most people go through life oblivious of really what's happening, and they're not seeing the hand of God involved in their lives in everything they do. <coughs> We say, we pray three times a day. We say, Modim. 
הם מודים בזה, על נסיך שבכל יום עמנו ועל נפלאותיך שבכל עת. השם, we thank you for the miracles you do for us every day and the, and the wonders you do for us every minute. So people say, where are the miracles? We don't see them. Ah, you don't see them. You're not paying attention. You're taking things for granted. We cannot take things for granted. I always say, you heard probably before from me, that we live in Israel. For the last 20 years, thousands of missiles are being shot at Israel. Not one of them was caused the fertility. Not one. Where do they land? The, the radio says, Nafal b'shetach patua. In empty space. There is no empty spaces in Israel. The whole of Israel is one tiny strip of land, all built up. Oh, they say, but they don't know how to aim. Okay, they're primitive. If they were aiming for the empty spaces, they would hit the town. Here they're aiming for the towns and hitting empty spaces. It's a miracle. And if there were a few direct hits over the years, they will tell you, oh, five minutes ago the kids went home. It was a school. Or oh, the family left the house. They went to visit somebody. So we see the hand of God, we see the miracles if our eyes are open. If we do not pay attention, we take things for granted. As if it's automatic that we have a business and we make millions. And we get married and we have healthy children. And whatever, we think it's all automatic. It's not automatic. Every baby, healthy baby, is a miracle. The most unbelievable miracle. Which we have to thank Hashem for. That's why, Hashem, we thank you for the miracles you do for us every day, every hour, every second. Is it so simple that we found our nasib, our bishirt? Not so simple. Everything in our life is something unbelievably good for us. But we take it for granted. Everything is very normal. Everything is simple. And we don't see the hand of Hashem. So the, the Hachamim said, Sham or Chotav. Sham doesn't mean Shami like from Damascus. Sham means uh, someone who gives an appraisal. If you buy real estate in Israel, they say you go to a Shammai. A Shammai is someone who gives an appraisal. He, he tells you this building is worth so much. Then you know how much to pay for it. So call a sham or khotab, someone who assesses and appraises his ways, he pays attention to what's happening him in his life. He'll see the miracles. But if he goes through life thinking, oh, it's all, by the way, chance, or like we said, uh, he takes it for granted, he'll never see the miracles. And he'll say, why doesn't Hashem do for us miracles? You're not looking, look. And you'll see the miracles. Pay attention and thank God all the time. Thank Him. So all of this is to do with Emunah, that Hashem runs the world. And He showed it to us in Yitziat Mitzrayim by taking out of Egypt with miracles and turning the whole world upside down. All the forces of nature changed to make miracles for us. So we saw Hashem controlled nature, which is the opposite of, you know, the belief of Paro and all these people that that the natural forces run the world. All of a sudden they see, no, there's something above it all. There's a, a force ruling over nature. So this was Emunah, to know that Hashem runs the world. And He controls nature. 
Now Hashem had before Matan Torah to prepare us to take the Torah and I'll explain why. To take us to the next level of Bittahon. When did this happen? This happened at Kriyat Yamsuf. We were, we were standing before the sea. The Egyptian, all their chariots and horses and warriors are coming. Kill us, Barminan. And there's nowhere to run. So what do Jews do? They start praying. They started praying to God. Hashem told Moshe, Matetzak Eli, what are you praying for now? Waste of time. Daber Bnei Israel Tell them to jump into the sea. So the Orachayim asked two questions. If not at a time of danger that we pray to Hashem, when will we pray to Hashem? This is the time, the halakha is, if you have a problem, pray to Hashem. That's the mitzvah, the oraita of praying when, God forbid, a person has a problem. So how can Hashem say, don't pray, jump? And also, what does what Hashem want? That we'll commit suicide? Jump into the sea? So behind Ben Atar, the Orachim HaKadosh explains like this. He says that Hashem sometimes uh, judges at, a, at the level of the Bedin Shel Ma'ala. He has a spiritual Bedin who judge the cases. Now the, the, the spiritual Bedin will go according to the deeds and actions of a person. A person is in danger, they'll open his books and see he has merit, he deserves a miracle or doesn't deserve a miracle. So we knew Am Israel at that time, as the angels themselves said to God, Halalu of the Abu Dazara, Halalu of the Abu Dazara, these are idol worshippers and these are idol worshippers. Why are you killing these and saving these, making miracles for them? So they have no chance. Prayers will go up to the Beidin. The Beidin will open them the books and see they don't have merit. So it's a waste of time to pray. So Hashem said to them, Matitzakilai, now it won't help you. Prayer won't help. Only one thing will help. Jump. What do you mean jump? Commit suicide? We have to trust in Hashem that if we jump into the sea with the belief that He'll cut it open before us, which is an unbelievable miracle, this is a very deep sea, then the miracle will happen. That's why Hashem said there's only one thing, bitahon. That's called bitahon. That you trust in Hashem that He's going to cut the sea, which is a miracle, and save you. They jumped. The first one was Nachshona ben Aminadab. He was already up to his throat in the water, sinking. And then Hashem cut the sea and they went. They trusted in Hashem. So that's bitahon. Bitahon is to put even your life online for your belief of Hashem. Whatever the circumstances are, you're willing to give your life for Hashem. And then Hashem, Hashem will save you. You have to trust in Hashem at all prices, whatever. Why did we need Emunah and Bittahom before Matan Torah? Because both these lessons Hashem taught us Emunah leaving Egypt with the miracles. Bittahom at Kriyat Yamsu. And then we went to Har Sinai. Because the whole Torah depends on Emunah and Bittahom. Here we are, a nation 
standing on one side of the riverbank with the whole world against us. It says, why is Abraham called Abraham Ivri? He was on one side of the river banks, on his own, facing the whole world on the other side. In other words, Hashem chose Abraham to be the founder of the Jewish nation because he saw in him a person who can put his life on line for, for Torah and mitzvot. If we become the Am Hashem, we take the Torah, we're going to keep the Torah, guard the Torah, love the Torah, under all circumstances, and give our life for the Torah, like it was always throughout history, that the Jewish people give their life for Torah. There's three mitzvot, three averot, that we have to give our life. If they tell us, if the goyim say, either bow down to the idol or we kill you, faddal, kill me. Or commit an immoral sin, like adultery, is to give his life. Or kill somebody. If not, we kill you. Kill me. Just to tell you all how, how much Am Israel lived according to these, the rules of the Torah, under the most difficult circumstances. Recently, this is a part of the Holocaust uh, research, which maybe not so famous and not so known. The rabbinic involvement in the Holocaust. All the Jews in the camp would not do anything without consulting the rabbi. Let's say someone, the, 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 the Germans took a hundred children. They want now a hundred children. So they pick at random a hundred children. Now some guy has a, he hid a golden watch. He can give the Nazi his watch, and the Nazi will give him his child, and take another kid. What's the difference? There are thousands, hundreds of thousands of kids. You take another kid, so he can save his son. Can he do it? He went to the rabbi. There's some rabbis, quite a few of them, that their writings were saved from the Holocaust. They, they, during the Shoah, during the Holocaust, these type of questions, life and death questions, can I save my son? He said, no, you can't. Because you are causing him to take someone else's son. You can't do it. Or, for example, some dug a tunnel and they can escape. So they asked the rabbi, can we escape? He said, if you all escape, they're going to kill here hundreds of people. You can't escape. I'm just saying everything of life and death was this, was decided by the Hachamim, by the Torah. And these, these writings today exist. They're being published. A few rabbis who were asked day and night questions concerning the Holocaust, and they were in the camps, and they gave their answers and wrote these books. So we see that Am Yisrael lived in Emuna and Bittahon. They took the Torah with Emuna and Bittahon. And this is the basis of the Torah, because otherwise the Torah makes big demands of us. Big, heavy demands. We have 613 commandments. We have to devote our life to live a life of holiness. By us, we see the world outside. 
Even if, say, hundred years ago, someone could look out of the window at the world outside and say, no, Baruch Hashem, we're better than them. Today, it's like going to the zoo and saying we're better than them because the world has gone crazy. The world is totally pervert. The level of, there's no moral, morality left. People are like animals. They're, everything is upside down, everything is crazy. So it's no big hidush that Am Israel are somewhat normal. But of course, it's not easy to live in a life, to live in a world of all this evil around us, surrounded by the, you know, the publicity, the fashion, the, uh, the pull of uh, music, of the non-Jewish culture, all these, you know, say education, supposedly, supposedly education, and we're surrounded by all of this. And we have to live our life according to the Torah. It's not easy. Without emunah and bitahon, it could never happen. It's impossible. Nothing would give us the strength to, to exist as a nation without emunah and bitahon. I think it's one of the miracles of history. If we see Jewish families, getting married and living a moral life with their wives, having children, bringing up their children with lots of good and innocence. We are working on good character traits. We are working on decency, on kindness. The Hachamim say, how do you recognize a Jew? Rahmanim, Baishanim, Begomle Hasadim. It's not very popular things to be. If you're a Baishan, they think you're a bit cuckoo. Today, the world, when the world wants chutzpah, people to be rude and crude and, you know, tough and all of these things. All what Hollywood is, uh, is, how do you say, uh, is publicizing. A different style of life from the Torah way of life. So, th- this is what gives us this is a miracle that we are able to retain our decency, our goodness, our kindness. How much hesed is done in the world by Jewish people? How much care, how much kindness, how much charity, how much help to others? A different lifestyle. If we look at the history of the world, say from the time of the destruction, what's the history of the world? History of the world is you get uh, someone usurps to become king and then kills first of all his immediate family that there should be no competition. Then he kills all those he thinks are against him. Then he has huge armies, he wants to conquer the world. So we start from Nebuchadnezzar who destroyed the temple, the king of Babylonia. Maybe he ruled for 20, 30 years. Then the Assyrians came, Persians, and they conquered the world and they conquered Babylonia. And that was already at the end of the 70 years of the Galut at the time of Ahasuerus. This was a, a, a Persian king. From there, the Greeks came. So at each stage, what, what's happening in the world? This king, is conquering the world and killing everybody, all his enemies. Then, then you get the, the Persian king, he conquers the world, he kills everybody. 
pillaging, rape, everything you can imagine. Then you get the Greeks came, they destroyed the, the, the Persians, they conquered the world, they were killing and murdering and pillaging and everything. Then they had their time, then the Romans came, the same thing. Now you can carry on from there onwards. You can carry on. What's been happening in all the European countries? Okay, so from, from about 2000 years ago, the Christian religion was founded. They went public a couple of hundred years after Yeshu passed away. Because originally it was a group of, uh, of like, uh, reform, uh, reform people following him. But then they saw then it's not attracting too much attention by the Jewish people. They went public. They went to the world and became a giant religion in the world. A thousand seven hundred years ago, the, the, Muslim, the Muslim religion started. And then the war started. The Crusades, the Muslims, these killing them, these kill these, these kill these, and the Jews, of course, always suffering in the middle. But that's the history. It's a history of murder, genocide, immorality, wickedness, and that's what it, till today. So people say, oh, ISIS, what they call them, Daesh. Today maybe, I don't know, they say they defeated them. I don't think you can defeat, it's like defeating the cockroaches. There's always more. Anyhow, it doesn't make a difference. So they see how they behave. They say, wow, what horrible people, what unbelievable, how cruel, how bad. But this is the history. It's what's been going on for 2,000 years. Nothing changed. All the time, non-stop, learn history and see. Okay, what about the history of the Jewish people? Yeah, we can talk about it. So we start from the time of the temple. We already had the, um, the Amchekinesit Ekdola. Then we had the Tanaim. Then we had the Amoraim, who wrote the Talmud. Then we had the Rabbanan Seburai. And then we had the Geoni. Then we have the Rishoni. Then we have the Ahoni. What were they doing? What was Am Yisrael doing for 2,000 years? You can take any rabbi you want. Sitting in his yeshiva, surrounded by his students. He's teaching them the Torah, which is Torah Hesed. Telling them how to improve their character traits, how to be kind, how to be charitable, how to serve God, trust in God. Never did we fight anybody, never did we conquer anything, never did we kill anybody. It's all a religion of love, of goodness, of attaining perfection in this world. So you look at the, look at the difference. And yet today we are here and we're still around. Baruch Hashem, a holy nation, a priestly nation. And we're surrounded by all the evil in the world. We need emunah and bitahon to believe in God, and, and trust in God and believe in our mission that as difficult as it is we see we're still around <coughs> I often say the whole world knows about the European Holocaust and they speak about it, it's research there's mem memorials for it but the, the, the Middle East Holocaust no one speaks about 
it was worse than the European Holocaust because the Hachamim say uh, there's two enemies that we have the Haman type and the Greek type so Haman not just to kill everybody those who were killed if he would have killed Hitler they go to Ghanaian and finish but the, but the Greek type is they fight us with assimilation we love you be like us you want you have religion we have philosophy you have customs we have we also have you know arts and sports and take our way of life we live together enjoy life and this is if the holocaust killed six six million jews assimilation they say has already destroyed in our times 40 million 40 million maybe now it's 50 60 million and it's going on it's frightening but the, but the Middle East Holocaust was something horrific because we were uprooted from our communities where we were established for 2,000 years. The old synagogue in Halab was built by Suruya, the general of David Amelech. The old synagogue in Baghdad was built 2,000 years ago after the destruction. They brought stones and earth from the Beit HaMikdash and made it the foundation for the Slat al-Kabir, for the big synagogue in Baghdad. And we've been in these communities with our customs, with our heritage, with our Dayanim and Beddin, with our Kutab, our schools and Yeshivot, and you know, synagogues and customs and songs and tunes. And then one day we were all uprooted and dispersed all over the world. And maybe there was also a very strong involvement to uproot Torah from, the, from us. And we were rock bottom. That was a holocaust, a spiritual holocaust. Now, Baruch Hashem, the world of Torah, both the European Jews and the Sephardic Jews, is booming. And Hashem has made miracles, both on the side of how many thousands and thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands studying Torah, and the support they receive all over the world, which is also something mind-boggling, how much how much they are being helped to create the Torah, and how much Jews are donating. I would assess it at a billion dollars a month at least, in my opinion. Think about it. Billion dollars a month. A month. A month. All over the world I'm speaking. You know, I mean, in Europe, before the Holocaust, they had in Lita, all we heard about the Shivot of Mir, of Slabotka, of... Kamenets of Radin, there were 2,000 yeshiva boys. Today you tell me how many yeshiva boys you have in Israel, in America, in Europe, in South America. Tens of thousands. And, and the kolalim in the whole of Europe, there were five kolalim. Today in Israel, in every neighborhood, you have ten kolalim. So what's going on? We see a whole world of Torah and we say correspondingly, Hashem is helping people make mind-boggling mind boggling sums of money. And they support Torah, which is even a bigger miracle. They give for Torah, they give huge sums of money. So we're living in a very opportune moment. We see the miracles, how Hashem runs the world. The Ramban writes that after Hashem showed us the revealed miracles in Yitziat Mitzrayim, when we left Egypt, we have to believe in the hidden miracles. <clears throat> Nothing should be taken for granted. 
Everything is a miracle. Everything is from God. And we have to relate it to God. This is Emunah, this is Bitahon. Now I would like to relate this concept of Emunah and Bitahon to our current situations, maybe to the current situation today in Brazil. I've been speaking to people for some years that I visit them here. I told them you must change your businesses. You cannot exist on businesses which are problematic. You're living in fright already. Not now, from 10 years ago. Everyone knew that all of a sudden something can, someone will come and, you know, give information or something will be revealed and, and people are going to be in danger. So two years ago, the problem was, should we declare the money abroad or shouldn't we? Of course, we can't trust this country. In America, they gave, made a deal. You admit, we take 30%, fine you, it will not be criminal. And they kept their word. So they were telling us in Brazil, we cannot trust the government here. They will say 30% and they'll take 80% or the, who knows what they'll do. So what should we do? Yes, no, no, yeah, living in fright. So some people said, you know what? We put the money on our wife's name. The wife will go and live in Panama. We live here with the children for the education. And the wife is crying and telling me, this is Shalom Bay. I'll be in Panama, my husband in Brazil. So we need Emuna and Bitahom. Meaning, it's not our intelligence or our connections, or our personalities that gives us success. The fact is that there are more brilliant people than us who are hungry. And there are more stupid people who are billionaires, like we said before. So where is it coming from? Birchat Hashem Hita Hashem is giving it. It's all decided on Rosh Hashanah. How much a person is going to make this year, decided on Rosh Hashanah. That's Emunah. How is it decided? It's decided after taxes. Hmm? After taxes. That means the person doesn't have to do wise, be a wise guy and put himself in danger, avoiding declaration, thinking he's earning. He's not earning. Whatever was decided on Rosh Hashanah, you get it in your pocket after taxes with no danger. Forget about it. Also, Rav Haim Vilojana, the, the Talmud of the Vinagaon, wrote in his book, he said, look how stupid people are. Where making an effort will help, they don't want to make an effort. Learning Torah, it says, Yagata Umatsata. If you make an effort, you will discover, not you will understand or you will know, you will discover what you didn't dream about, a Metziah. Metziah is like you step out of the house and you find a, a diamond. Worth 10 million. That's Mitziah. If you, in Yagata, if you work hard on Torah, you're going to discover what you didn't dream about. There, Yigiah helps in Torah. In Parnassah, Yigiah doesn't help. Why? It's decided on Rosh Hashanah. So if you run around the world and kill yourself and scream and jump and Work from early morning to late at night. You don't, you can't pray with a minyan. You can't learn. You have no time. You have to work, work, work. You're not going to get one penny more than was decided on Rosh Hashanah. This is Emunah. This is Bittahom. 
But people are suffering in their lives because they lack emunah and bitahon. And first of all, they think, look, I've been in this business for so many years. I've made a good living. I'm very rich. I, I don't think I could do something else. Who said? Hashem already decided how much you're going to get. You have to do your effort, have your pipeline open, you'll get it. Ah, you can prove it to me. Bitahon, you have to trust in Hashem. He won't let you down. So if people choose to do very dangerous things, <laughs> Hashem irahem, it's a very big problem. We need emunah, we need bitahon. The hachamim say, what they discuss, what is the first question a person is asked when he goes to the world of food? Mm -hmm. So uh, simply they say that there's two things. One says, did nasata venatata emuna? Did you conduct your businesses masaumata beemuna with trust and belief? That's the first question. The other opinion says poter maim reshit madon kavata etim Torah. They ask him, did you fix a time to learn? And there's discussions in the mifarshim. So what is the first question? Is it are you honest in your dealings or is it? Uh, or is it the, how, did the same thing? The same thing. Same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah, why? Because if you conduct your business trusting in Hashem, knowing that He gives you panasa, so you know it's already decided in Rosh Hashanah, you're going to get if you work normal hours and behave like a normal person, don't go crazy, don't jump and scream and run. Do what you have to do, you're going to get it. So you conduct your business trusting in Hashem, now you'll have time to learn. So, it's one and the same thing. Did you fix a time to learn? Yes. How? Because you conducted your business. You knew it's all from Hashem. I'm doing what I have to do. The extra effort is not going to bring me one penny more. So I think we have to open our eyes and see how to live our lives based on Emunah in God that He runs the world, the Hafratit, like we said, and we have to trust in Him. When we trust in Him, He will deliver for us. The, one of the Hasidic rebels explained, it's, uh, he, on Kriyat Yamsuf, when they went into the sea, it says, uh, because when they went into the sea, they were in the sea. And then the sea split and they were on land. So it was Betochayam Bayabasha. But when they came out, at the other end, it said Bayabasha Betochayam. It said it the other way around. So he explains it like this. Once we see how Hashem makes for us miracles to save us, and we jump into the sea trusting in God, and He split the sea for us, and after we were in the sea, we touched ground and we were saved. Now, when we come out at the other hand, we know, even if we're walking on the pavement, in the safe place, the pavement, it's betochayam bayabasha. It's bayabasha betochayam. Even here, we need the miracles of Hashem. There are all sorts of situations that a person in the safest place needs protection, needs the hand of Hashem. A person can slip on a banana peel, fall on his head, barminan, and, and die. Smashes his skull. 
Even by Abasha, you have to know you're Hayam and Hashem is protecting you and guarding you and helping you. I think it's late, no? We have to maybe end this a small point, just a small point to bring out. For example, a proof of our Imunah, we mentioned before, and Bitahon, is Shabbat. Shabbat Menuha. Everything shuts down. So, people who, who, are, who don't understand, they say, Shabbat is a wasted day. It's the, the most advantageous to run a business on Shabbat. And they're closing down, they're losing money. The truth is, it's not like that. It says, when Hashem created the world, He created the Shabbat. By Kadesh, by Barechoto. Hashem made the Shabbat holy and blessed. What does that mean, it's blessed? It means all the deals we make on the week are signed and sealed and delivered on Shabbat. In the week, it's only coming in, the Biracha. Everything we do in the week is sketch. You come to the office, you open, you go in, what are the letters, you look at your mail, you see what... You make a call, you need a loan to buy this, uh, your, this building, that building, your, your, you know, your, your bargaining and dealing and this, this is all sketch. You're only getting the bracha which came on Shabbat. Shabbat is the, the day of blessings. All, it all comes on Shabbat. Where do we see it from? The menorah. The menorah, it says in the Gemara, the menorah was proved to anyone in the world to come and see the miracle every day, which proves that the Shekhinah is with us, the divine presence is with us. Why? The Kohen put the same amount of oil in all the lamps. You have three to the right, three to the left, and the middle lamp. The next day, the three to the right, the three to the left were extinguished. The middle light, Lo Kapta Nerama Arabi. Ever. What does it symbolize? Shabbat. The middle light is Shabbat. The tree to the right, tree to the left. The Gemara says the, the real division of the week is Tlata Kama Shabbata, Tlata Bata Shabbata. You have three days before Shabbat, but you prefer, prepare. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you're preparing for Shabbat. Then you get to Shabbat. Now, Shabbat, all the Berachot come. The, on on the next three days, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, the bracha is coming down into the week. As we said, everything is sketched. In the week, it's all sketched. The bracha is on Shabbat. So what appears to be a day of non-productivity, no, no, of, of a wasted day, is the day of the bracha. The Medrash Echa tells us that after the... after the... The Romans conquered Israel and all. So they used to make fun of the Jews. So they have like a, a play. A play. And a stage and the audience. So then some guy staggers onto the, the stage. The Madras says, all his clothes are torn and filthy and his hair is all crazy. So they ask, who's this guy? They say, oh, he's Jewish. So why is he so filthy and untidy? No, the Jews, they're stupid. They work the whole week, six days a week. Whatever they earn during the week, they eat on Shabbat. They spend it on the Shabbat. And then they have nothing to dress nicely, to 
to be tidy, and everyone laughs and claps, big joke. This is the Medrash. So they go in, look at us, stupid people. Shabbat is a wasted day, but we know Shabbat is the day of the Berachot. And this is Emunah and Bitahom, that all the Bracha comes in on Shabbat. The same thing we can say. So like today, the secular politicians in Israel, they tell us, What do we need the yeshivot for? People who are not productive, sitting and learning Torah, what they going to do for us? They don't earn a living. They don't fight in the army. What's going to uh, Wasted. A wasted entity. But the truth is, it's not like that. Everything exists based with the Torah. The Torah is like Shabbat. Why? It says, first of all, it says, Lule briti samti. If not of my covenant day and night, which is Talmud Torah, Vehagita Boy Mambalaila, the world wouldn't exist. The Nefesh Haim, Rav Haim Velozhana writes, if in one second in the whole world there's no one learning Torah, the whole world would disintegrate. There won't be a world. So who's keeping the world going? The Hakami? Okay, but what about to protect us? So it says, Torah Magna Umatzla. Torah protects you and saves you. It protects you that no dangers will come to you. And it will save you even if the danger is there. It will save you. The Pasuk says, At Kriyat Yam Suf, Hashem told them, Hashem ilachem lachem, atem taharishun. Keep quiet, Hashem will fight for you. Hashem, all our battles are won by Hashem. As it says, the enemies come to fight us with their tanks, with their submarines, with the aeroplanes. We have Torah. Goliath came out to face the whole Jewish army, all covered with armor and weapons, swords, spears, bows, arrows, everything. Who will fight me? No one came who can fight a giant like this. Then a young kid, David Amelech, he came wearing a shirt, haluk, with no weapons, no swords, no spear, nothing. So he got very angry, very offended. I'm a dog? You're sending a little kid to chase away a dog? He went crazy. David took out his catapult, shot a stone on his head, he fainted, took the sword, cut off his head and it's over. So we see our existence is miraculous. We live in Israel. The enemies, this guy from Lebanon, what's his name? Nasser Abzal. So he says, what a waste we spend so much money on missiles. If we just line up millions of Arabs around Israel and spit at them, they will have a mabul, they will be underwater. Another occasion he says, instead of the missiles, we only need a few matchboxes. We light a fire here, a fire there, they all burn up. So it's all a miracle. We exist under circumstances which are miraculous. And, I'm, and this is a Munan Bittahon that we live there. We're not leaving. And who is the real people who have Bittahon? You. All the people who live abroad. Why? Everyone is sending their kids to Israel. Israel has thousands and thousands of young boys and young girls studying in Israel. 
And everyone, today I was in one of the houses in the community. They said, give a bracha for my daughter, she's going to, with the school, they're going to Israel. What do you mean to Israel? Look at the Fox News. It's a war zone. You're sending them to a country where the missiles are flying over and terrorists and all sorts of dangers. Jewish people have emunah, they have bitahon. That's all. We live on bitahon. It's in our genes. We trust in Hashem. We believe in Him. Of course, a person cannot stand in a place of sakana. But we see that Hashem is running the world with miracles and protecting us. And the Torah is protecting us. So anyone who says we don't need the hakamim, we need the hakamim, we need the Torah, because this is what makes us what we are and gives us the protection to guard us. As all the psukim say, I'm only quoting to you psukim. So this is the most important thing. Now in the situation of the community, we have to give a big beracha that Hashem will protect everybody the Torah that is learned here and taught here and all over the world, the Torah that you all support, that all this Torah now will guard you and protect you, that no harm will befall, will befall anyone in the community. And I know that there are people who are in a very difficult situation, that uh, they are under big, big pressure, that maybe to divulge information, to give names and etc. I understand that. Of course, it's forbidden by halakha. In the Nusrah Halab, they say, Ala Malshinim, Moserim. You cannot be a Moser, you cannot give a name of a Jew for anything. So, how do I understand this? I understand this. That a person or people are in a very threatening situation. They think, they'll give names, they'll be safe. But the truth is, it's not like that. Maybe this person came into the world this time, reincarnated. Because in a previous Gilgul, in a previous existence, he, on this very point, he failed. He was in a situation and he was a Moser. So Hashem brings him back into the world to give him an opportunity to, uh, to pay his bills from the previous existence, not to divulge information. Tikkun. Now what will happen? Hashem will take care of him. If a person will, you know, not think of saving his own skin by harming hundreds of others, Hashem won't let him down. Guaranteed. First of all, he kept the biggest mitzvah in the world. That although they're making it very supposedly profitable for him to save his life in this way, Hashem will not let him fall and will protect him and he will do a great mitzvah. And as I said, maybe it's the hidden things we don't know about that he's completing his tikkun in the world, that he came into the world to stand up to such a trial and such a test. We have to know that any situation Hashem puts us in is for us to pass the test and do the right thing and not to succumb and not to give up. So I think, you know, this is what we need. We need to conduct our businesses and our lives based on Emunah and Bittahom. To have time to learn Torah. Have time for our wives and children. We cannot, some people are neglect, so business, 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 neglecting their families. Today, a home needs attention. Children need love, warmth, attention. They have to feel their parents. We have to have time for them. It's not like in the old days. 
more so, the parents have to also know Torah. In the old days, say a son wants to touch the light on Shabbat. His father would say, hmm, mahalal. Uh, what's the word? Asur. Haram. Haram. Of course, he listened. Today, you tell the kid, haram, asur, he's not going to listen. Why? He'll ask you why. He'll say, you're not allowed to do work on Shabbat. Well, putting on a switch is work. So if the father cannot explain to his son the reason behind the mitzvot, the children are not going to buy it. They're living in a world where we're competing with all the technology of the world, with all the tremendous developments in all areas of science and physics and mathematics and uh, all sorts of areas. And in the Torah we remain like ignorant. We don't know the simple answers. The children want to know why. We, have no, we don't know why. This is our custom. It's not good enough anymore. Today the parents have to go to Shurim. The women have to go to Shurim. The men have to study more and know the reasons behind to explain to their children to transmit the Torah. And we have to give them time. And this is like Nasata Venatata Ebeimuna. If we know that we're doing, uh, conducting our business lives, trusting in Hashem, He'll give us the Panasah, then we'll have time. We'll have time to learn, we'll have time to teach our children, to devote time to our wives, to our families. So this is the basis of the whole Torah as a Muna and Bitahon. To believe that Hashem runs the world, He rules over all nature, can change nature as it is at His will. And everything that happens in the world is Hashgaha Pratit. Secondly, that we trust in Him. Not only verbally we say, I believe. But we really trust in Him. But that means to conduct our lives according to the Torah, even if there's some, uh, uh, how you say, have said, uh, loss involved, like closing down on Shabbat, on the Hagin, Olamoed, if it's necessary, and other things like that. Or not doing a business which is forbidden. There's, there's, we cannot do business which are forbidden. I mean like, uh, God forbid, uh, uh, drugs or all sorts of things that people could do which is forbidden. We cannot do immoral, any business which is immoral. We cannot do it. Even the Goim have Sheva Mitzvot Ben Noah, one of them is to live a moral life. So we cannot contaminate them. So we have to have standards, rules, that we earn our money with honesty, we uh, we trust in Hashem, He'll give us panasa, double and treble, and to know that you, you everything is bhashgaha, me'et Hashem, to thank Hashem, to be aware of His goodness to us, how He helps us, and then we have birkat Hashem, birkat Shabbat, birkat Torah, birkat Hachamim, and we'll go from strength to strength, the success, happiness, and everything of the best. Amen. 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 Ben Ruth, 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 Ben
בת מדלין. לכל ההצלחות, במרותיכן. ההורים. יעקב. יעקב בן סלחה. ורות. בת אדל. וכל הנוכחים, אולי נברך אותם, כל אחד בשמו. טוב, אחר כך. השם יברך אתכם, יצליח אתכם, ישפיע עליכם ברכה עד בלידיי בכל מעשיתכם. הצלחה ברוחניות ובגשמיות, בפרנסה, בריאות איתנה, אריכות ימים, זיווגים הגונים לילדים, בנים ובני בנים בריאים עוסקים בתורה ובמצוות. כל הברכות וישועות, והשם ישמור אתכם מכל נסק ותקלה ויבטל מעליכם כל מיני דינים קשים ורעים ומשפטים ולא תנזקו בשום נזק שבעולם, לא בממון ולא בגוף ולא בנפש. תהיו בריאים ושמחים ומוצלחים לאורך ימים ושנות חיים. אמן. אמן.